Damon, how are you? Not bad. We're just we're just pounding out the podcast today or this week. <laughs> but it's because we want to get into Ahsoka so bad. Did you we, watch episode three? We do, and uh, yes, I did. I watched it last night before going to sleep. How, yeah. How'd you feel about it? I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I thought well, it was we'll, good. we'll cover that a little bit later on. In yeah. our, we'll start in covering three, in three days. In the next, yeah, in the next one. <laughs> um, we not not a whole lot of news, obviously, as uh, we've been covering it pretty quick throughout the week. But uh, we'll get right into our top five characters with wasted potential. And we're starting in the prequel area. I, I guess we should say the prequel movies because uh, I think we can go through. Because I did, I did like characters that were done dirty, not yeah, necessarily wasted potential. That's fair. Because I felt like a lot of the movie characters did get redeemed in the Clone Wars. Yes, I would so agree I, with that. I had a really hard time picking people. Okay. Uh, so for me, characters who were done dirty um, actually cool. didn't come up with five. We can mix and match as we go. And then I have an honorable mention. Okay. But it's only because he was they were done dirty in the movies. But in the Clone Wars, they were friggin' awesome. Okay, okay. So then let's start... Actually, I guess I could have a couple of them if that's the case. Let's... Uh, yeah, okay. I already know where you're yeah. going with that. Let's start with <laughs> your honorable mention. Actually, my honorable mention is Anakin. Because in the movies, he wasn't a very likable person, right? I mean, maybe he does become Darth Vader. Maybe you're not supposed Which, to like him. But he but, should you know, have been. He, he wasn't done well. He wasn't shown as being awesome enough. Yeah. Right? Um, he was kind of shown as being whiny, immature, and and not like a boss of the force. Because even Which... once he got to like the Clone Wars movie, he was pretty damn good at the force by then, right? Yeah, I would agree. You don't really see any mastery <clears throat> of the force with him at all throughout no. the three movies. So like, his no. lightsaber fighting, of course, is is pretty damn good, both in mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones and in, of course, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, but yeah. his hit outside of him moving some fruit in front of Padme, mm-hmm. like, what do, you, what do you really do with the yeah. force, right? So yeah. I agree, I agree. I think, but then yeah, so he was just the the movies, right? Because in the in the Clone Wars TV show, and completely, he's made look, to look he's, awesome. He's the boss, and like, he's right? super likable. 
He's super likable. And, and I he, think, it's really hard to disagree with almost anything he does in the entirety of the Clone Wars. I, I, and that's the thing too, right? Like Anakin shouldn't be this character that comes off as whiny and needy and all this kind of stuff. Like in certain points, yes. But this guy, like he's supposed to be an amazing character. And I yeah. think this is where George Lucas struggled so hard is mm. In A New Hope, Obi-Wan talks about him extremely fondly. Mm-hmm. Like he that was his brother. Yeah. Right? And and to the to the point where he lies about Anakin, A to protect Luke, but also kind of to protect Anakin. Yeah, and his and himself. And himself, yeah. <laughs> A little bit too. Right? Yeah. Like he doesn't want to remember his friend as this monster. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to hurt Luke by telling him about this monster, and that monster is his dad. And the love that he had clearly, clearly had for Anakin. He he doesn't want to lose that. It's almost that attachment. Yeah, which is interesting coming from Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, like in the in the prequels, he should have been. Like I thought, they I thought Dave Filoni nailed it in in the Clone Wars. Like he, Anakin is super likable, and then yeah. when he makes a decision that is, whoa, it means that much more, mm-hmm. right? Like if you and see this, and it's hard to disagree. Like the one where he kills the guy uh, that was going to blow up the ship with Padme. Was it Satine or was it Satine yeah, Obi Wan? Was Satine Obi Wan and him? And he's just like, yeah, what are you gonna do? He's gonna blow the ship up. Yeah, he's gonna kill us all, right? Like yeah. he's gonna die anyway, right? And Obi Wan's just like Anakin. You know <laughs> <Yeah. what> I mean? <laughs> You'd be dead if I didn't do it, Obi Wan. But you weren't gonna Can't do, it. do that, Anakin. Yeah, well, it's like, but you were gonna like he's practical. I yes, guess, right. Yes. He's very practical. But even in those moments when he when he's got a very dark outlook on something. Mm-hmm. As the to flavors, me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. to me in in Clone Wars, I look at that and I go, "Oh man, right, I love this character. I don't want to see mm-hmm. him do that." Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas in in the Clone War or in the movies, he's he's fucking whiny, and yeah. when he makes that decision, you're just like, "Yeah." Like when he goes after, like I know that you have that hard time of seeing him make that jump from a light side character to all of a sudden murdering children yeah but like in the movie honestly i was like yeah like it's like what do you expect he's a he's kind of a garbage person <laughs> yes. but he shouldn't be a garbage person that's the thing mm. right so i i agree with that one um uh, my right. first honorable mention is general grievous okay um oh yeah he should be on my list built built up so much to be this high-end general of the mm-hmm. separatist movement and is a coward mm. just a coward i would have way rather seen him as like when they when they trap him in the clone wars in the cartoon mm-hmm. when, i think it's um in his facility yeah who yeah is it? it's kid fisto and is it padawan i it's think it's not his padawan kid fisto's former padawan yeah but yeah like and then like he's very formidable there, but at yeah. the same time he's still running away, mm. right? Like it's too bad. Yeah. Um, my second honorable mention because you're done, right? Yeah, yeah. My second honorable mention, Cody. Okay, 
And I think you can say that for a lot of the clones. Like the clones mm-hmm. are just so generic in the movies, yeah. which I got, I guess is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. But I also do love that they gave them identities in the Clone mm-hmm. Wars show. And then my third honorable mention is politics. Okay. So many people think there's too much politics. Heels. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think there's not enough politics. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to tell that story correctly. Yes. Definitely. Otherwise, it's boring. Mm-hmm. But the whole fall of the of the Galactic Republic is because of politics. Yep. And and the maneuvering from Palpatine. So they need, I think they needed to show way more than that. All we got to see really was the Trade Federation blockade Naboo. Mm-hmm. And then and then we kind of get a little bit of it in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. But it should have, I think it should have been way more. Because you, you like with your view on Anakin turning to the dark side so quickly, like we don't see in the three movies the Republic come to despise the Jedi that they that they do. Yeah. Right? Like the, if anything, throughout the movies, the Jedi are propped up as the saviors of the Republic. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the propaganda hits in the third movie, but we don't really see it. Yeah. And then Order 66 happens. Mm-hmm. And like the like the Senate is just supposed to go, oh, okay, the Jedi turned on us. I get it. Like what? Mm. So I think politics is one of the that could even be in my top five, really. Mm. Uh who's who's your number five or four? Well, I put Grievous. Okay. Because yeah, he is done dirty. Even in the Clone Wars TV show. As well. He's such a like coward. He, he is. Yeah. Sometimes his... he, get, he he. You know what? He always seems to. Well, he runs from Obi Wan and like all the high end Jedi's. He does seem to go and attack the weaker. Yes. Jedi's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah, do you do you remember? Five. Do you remember in the the original original Clone Wars cartoon? Yeah, the animated one. Yeah. Dirge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, he was awesome. That should have been grievous. Mm-hmm. Right, like there's just his his singular, like he should have been John Wick. <laughs> kind of singular yeah. focus is just his will to survive, because like he's this alien who is who was ripped apart by Palpatine, is what mm-hmm. we're. To, to Wasn't he like a, an amazing warrior? warrior. Like, yes, in the first place, and then he got like he submitted enhanced to become he, i think he submitted to experimentation from palpatine if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken that could be there, that could be um extended content yeah so he was so he was enhanced further yeah. in to his the, like warrior abilities right to the point of being just a heart and a head <laughs> yeah he's kind of like vader i guess yeah. right yeah very much so yeah kind of yeah um my number 5 is ayla sakura okay only because I love her so damn much. Yeah, <laughs> I was debating putting her in there, but then I'm like, oh, there's so many of those so many that just get I'm, killed at the end. I'm using like for her... me, it was Shock T would have been the one I yes, would have been for. Absolutely, she doesn't even get like the right. Nobody even really knows how she. Uh, maybe that's done now, but you know they had well, so many different still ways that she was being filmed as dying. Yeah, you know what I mean, yep. I never agree on that one. There, there's so many Jedi that you can throw in there. I think her being one of my favorite. Is mm-hmm. just is like the figurehead of all of the Jedi that mm-hmm. could have been brought out so much better. 
Yeah. And do, and they do in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, my number four is, is one of the Jedi, but there I could really be almost any of them. Yeah. Cause I key Eddie Mundi, right? Like you kind of see him. He's like, who is this guy? He's really interesting. You never learn a friggin' thing about him. No, you not until after. <laughs> you, hardly, after. you hardly see him doing anything. And all of a sudden he gets shot in the back by his clone troopers. And he's yeah. a, a master on the council. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that could have been Kit Fisto. Because you know he shows up to go take out Emperor Palpatine and Palpatine. He's one of the right no, away. He's, right away. He's, no, he's not. <laughs> oh no, he's shot down. He's shot down, isn't he? No, Kit's at there. He's at the at the end. Okay. He it's him and Mace that hmm. survived the initial onslaught. Okay. I can't remember. It's I think it's Eth Koth, and I don't remember who the other Jedi is. Who yeah, he's the guy that looks the alien that looks like he's got binoculars for eyes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Kit, that's so good. I like Kit. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, a little racist. <laughs> a little racist. <laughs> He's your typical Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Um, number four for me was Django. Okay, like that's a good one. Yeah, built built up to be like uh, the the bounty hunter of his time. Yeah, dies almost immediately. Yeah, doesn't really put up a big fight against Obi Wan. Yeah, you don't get a scene where he like defeats a couple Jedi ahead of time. Like he shoots yeah. one, I think. Yeah. One who lands on the ground in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Just horrible location for landing. And then yeah. gets shot and falls to his death. And then yeah. Mace chops his head off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love the story with it, though. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it builds up Boba. Yeah. But we would never have known that until the Clone Wars cartoon. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Who's number three? I went to uh, Clone Wars TV show with Pong Krell. Great pick. He was Great freaking pick. so cool with like his forearms and he's dual wielding double bladed lightsabers. Yeah. What a, what a cool fighter that guy would have been to have seen a lot more. Like, I would have liked to have seen him get more disillusioned. He just kind of shows up. He's, and he's automatically. Just He's just an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm sure he, well, obviously he's a Jedi and he's a master. So he's not just, he wouldn't have just gotten there being an asshole. So something clearly had to happen or change within him, right? Well, I think, I think there is, like, if I'm not mistaken, in the show, he does talk a lot about um, um, Dooku's kind of Mm -hmm. influence on him, right? So, yeah. But you can, that's totally awesome. Yeah. Yeah, left, right, and center. That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Um, my third was Jedi Council. Okay, just the actual council, like they're mm-hmm. how how it was I, supposed I love, to be the most enlightened group in the galaxy, and, and they can't the, see a thing. No, absolutely, yeah. completely blinded. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it's a rotating cast of council members in mm-hmm. three movies, which is essentially, I guess, fifteen years, a little mm-hmm. more, maybe. 20 mm-hmm. years, right? From when we find... No, that's like 15 years from when we find Anakin to when he turns. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he could have shown us way more on the on the blindness, mm-hmm. um, especially with Mace Windu mm-hmm. and Yoda, maybe mm-hmm. more so than Mace, but like yeah. know. who's uh, number two? Zero the Hut. Ha! So the crime boss of Coruscant yeah, some little wiener worm like Marmy. 
you know, just afraid of everything, not scary in the slightest, not at all what you expect a gangster to be like, right? Cow-towing to the other I kind of like it, though, because I get it. He was, but, you know, like he's living off that hut name. But you know what? He would just be killed in that kind of universe. Yeah, right. I agree. He'd be too weak. But but at the same time, he's protected by his his family. Probably doesn't matter. Uh, You don't think so? No, I don't like it. It would be all about like controlling power. Like like if you want the Sopranos. Yeah, that's like if it was, I don't know. Well, no, Somebody... Sopranos. Um, oh, what's that biker show? Or uh, yeah, okay, I never watched it. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. The, the, that tells you all you need to know. If you don't know the show, um, I guess it's been out for years. So spoiler alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, the main character gets killed by his son. Yeah, well, that's kind of how it's supposed to work, right? Yep. Like he's like, you can't run this shit anymore. We got to get rid yeah. of you. You know, yeah, you're a liability. And yeah, you're right. Okay, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's a good pick. Zero comes in at number two for you. Yeah, Darth Plagueis. Okay. Yeah. He, okay. So if you've ever read yeah. the the Darth Plagueis book, mm-hmm. great book. Mm-hmm. It is literally it, it goes from the time that Palpatine is discovered by Plagueis, mm-hmm. right up to the beginning of episode one okay and kind of inner a little bit in there mm-hmm. um in fact i think it goes i think the story goes right up until the 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 funeral for qui-gon mm-hmm. so okay no, there's a lot in there and plagueis is this mystery that i want to know more about mm-hmm. i want to know about this whole deal to to manipulate the midichlorians to create life mm-hmm. right like i i need i don't know i don't know about you but i need to know was anakin a result of the force fighting back against palpatine and plagueis or was anakin the result of palpatine and plagueis mm. like a twisted result for them it mm-hmm. kind of works out in their favor but also works out in the way of the force the neutrality of the force yeah like there's there's some awesome like we talk about the lightsaber fights and the star battles and all that kind of stuff that's great mm-hmm. but both you and i are super into like the the lore, the lore. Of the yeah and and like the magic right with the night mm-hmm. sisters and all that plagueis would be the perfect story to tell on whether it's a cartoon or live action whatever you want to call it for mm-hmm. for a story on that magic that that use of the force It'd be so cool. So that's my number two. I wonder if we have the same number one. Probably not. Who's your number one? Savage Opress. Oh, okay. We're Uh, very close. Are we? We are. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, they, he's just, he's, it's terrible. Like he just has to go and kill all his brothers to, Get yeah, but he doesn't to want be, to to be picked in order to transform into uh, uh some killing machine, yeah. right? And he shows he starts off great, but then only he's done is tortured and taught in the ways of the dark side, and then you know he gets away with Maul, and all he is is Maul's little yes person yeah. now, yeah. And he just keeps getting his ass kicked after that. It seems pretty right? much, eh? 
Yeah, so like I don't know why, but he was just the first person that came to mind because it was like, ooh, he seemed really cool. And then they That's brought Maul pick. back. They brought Maul back, and then they didn't need him anymore. Yeah, they well, like he, he didn't really have much of a point anymore once they brought Maul back. And what's even worse off is that that death didn't affect Maul that much. No, like I'm sure he was like, ah, oh, my brother, I'm over. Yeah, him. yeah, right, right, like so the the death didn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. Which is too bad. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick. Mm-hmm. My number one is Ball. Yeah. Okay. Right? Like, and I use that because I'm going off of the prequel movies, not mm-hmm. not, not the prequel timeline. Show? Mm-hmm. Because Maul is completely redeemed. More yes. so. Like, he is so awesome. In season seven, I loved his little cameo in Solo. Like, mm-hmm. There's more. We want more. Maul. I loved him in Rebels. He was awesome, right? As an yep. old, old Maul. Like I, yep. I, oh, he's such an awesome character. But in Phantom Menace, while that lightsaber battle was awesome, mm-hmm. and it was like, and especially at the time, right? Because the lightsaber battles that we were used to, whoo, like, eh. yeah. I guess the final one with Luke and Vader was good. It was good. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but but it was limited for its time. Yeah, but it was still but... good. It was it was a like the lightsaber battle in A New Hope is. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Like thank goodness somebody went out and recreated that that fight because it's even <laughs> way better. But yeah. like, but Empire Strikes Back was pretty good because it could show the strength of Vader and the um, lack of experience with Luke. Mm-hmm. But it was still fun. And then, of course, the final one was that just that anger, right? Like the emotion mm-hmm. that was used in it was good. We got to see the Jedi at the height of their powers against this Sith Lord who is this double bladed lightsaber, which blew everybody's mind. This weird looking alien. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so cool. And then Qui Gon dies, and we're all sad about Qui Gon dying. And Obi Wan just kicks his ass. Mm-hmm. And then. Like, by just virtue of Maul, I guess, being, I don't even know what you call it, just his force push. That, that like, when have you ever seen a force user force push another force user in the middle of a fight and it be effective? <laughs> well, we <laughs> see it in the fight uh, in this Obi-Wan episode. Obi-Wan and Vader I guess to, so. to each yes. other. Yes, but they, they force push each other a couple times and they block mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, it doesn't really happen, and so mm-hmm. anyway, Obi Wan jumping up and, and having like, I love it because it's funny because Maul has the high ground, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, like at that point, we're sitting there going, like, "Oh, this awesome character's dead." Boo! Mm. And then we get old man Dooku. <laughs> yeah, like it was like, "Oh, come on!" But yeah, Maul was my number one. All right, so totally redeemed. Mm-hmm. Totally redeemed. He he was awesome. Um. Yeah, that's our top five ish of wasted slash done dirty characters. <laughs> I like the done dirty part. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping right into part six, man. Oh man. Okay. You've got some thoughts on this episode. Oh yeah. I think I do too. But at the same time, oh man, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it gave me a lot of things that I wanted to see. Yep. I just feel like the path they took 
to get there didn't make it, a lot a of logical lot of sense. sense. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So yes, while I, you know, loved all the interactions in this final episode of Obi-Wan, I just doesn't make a lot of sense as, as to how like I guess how they why they chose to go that way. Well you uh, using or the they word didn't, logical is perfect. Well they didn't yeah, like you know, yeah. There's not a logical lot of logical things that seem to happen in this episode. It it did almost seem kind of like mailed in. Yeah. But but like not if that makes any sense. Like obviously I'm sure they crafted the story with with care and attention. And then mm. just a couple bad decisions were yeah. tossed in there as well. But anyway, uh it starts off we're on Tatooine. Uh the, I guess the foreman of Obi-Wan's fishery yeah (laughs) his fishery is his tatooine fishery is like in line and jumps a queue or whatever um reva comes out and pushes the man aside and then we're all like sitting there hoping like she's gonna kill him Mm -hmm. she's an asshole nope she just asks him about owen yeah um starts off okay we know exactly where this is going Mm mm-hmm Back in, and I had to do some research on this, Vader's Imperial Star Destroyer, it's not the one that we see in Empire Strike. No, not yet. Return of the Jedi, right? This is Not yet. It's a normal Star Destroyer. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. it's Devastator. So, cool name. Um, They are after Roken's freight transport, which is, of course, transporting all of the refugees and and Obi-Wan and Leia. Um. Roken tells the passengers that the hyperdrive is almost ready. <laughs> yeah, like even I was sitting there going, like, he's lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta do that, right? You yeah. gotta give your people hope. You don't want to create panic. So absolutely. Yeah, um, he did the right thing. Their their plan is to travel to the planet Tessin. Um, Roken tells Obi-Wan that no, we're in trouble. This thing isn't running. Um we see Obi-Wan look at Leia. She's like comforting uh, a mom and her kid with Lola. And then Obi-Wan has an idea and asks if he could borrow her droid. Mm-hmm. Basically says, okay. I, th- I hope she gives me hope too, kind of thing. Uh, on Tatooine, Luke and his uncle Owen are in a, I don't know, like a, a mechanic. A shop. Like shop. Watto's yeah, yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Watto's shop. Um, apparently, it sounds like Luke broke something in their landspeeder. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I like the interaction between the owner who tells him that uh, your uncle's got lots of patience. And then <laughs> Owen immediately is like, no, not that much. <laughs> so fun. But I like, like, great job. I'm glad they mm-hmm. brought back the actor and actress for Owen and, and for Beirut. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back on the ship, Leia is super upset about Kenobi's plan to leave them in order mm-hmm. to draw Vader away from them and give them a chance to escape. And when when I like that they go from that angle of it because right, she's going to be upset. She has we've seen this relationship build between Leia and, and between Obi-Wan and, and that like the kind of father-daughter sense or whatever you want to call it, grandfather, granddaughter or what I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like it's cool because they've done a great job in my opinion in building that over six episodes, mm-hmm. right? Like actually even less. Cause they don't, 
meet until the second episode. Yeah. So like four, really. And I thought they've done a really good job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Obi-Wan basically tells the whole crew after Leia kind of outs him <laughs> in his plan, tells the whole everybody on the ship that he has to do this. He has to give them a chance to escape. And he convinces uh, Haja to take care of Leia. Mm-hmm. Back on Tatooine, Owen. No, and... I just, I just oh, liked, um, yeah, on this, in this scene, I really liked it uh, because, you know, Obi Wan was right again. You know, like yeah. he's always seems to be right. Um, so he, you know, he's like, uh, no, you guys have, you know, protected Jedi, and now it's the Jedi's turn to protect you, right? That's a great like, line. It's more important that you guys survive than I do survive for the cause, right? Because look at of all the younglings you've helped, right? I'm just one kind of yeah. thing. So he, I, he, he was really right in that, and and he was also right that Vader would follow him. You know, he just knew, like, and this is kind of dumb. This is one of those continuity things that just seems so dumb. Okay. Because we're going to get to a scene very soon, too, where, like, the first Inquisitor and Vader are talking about what they're yes, doing. Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. I'm glad you bring that up, because that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, on Tatooine, Owen and Luke return to the Lars homestead after Owen was approached by... Um, Oh, I guess I forgot to mention in that scene where Reva is asking about Owen, there's another, I don't know, nameless character that is like kind of like, oh. Yeah, the water vendor or whatever. Yeah, like what's going yeah. on here? What's What do, what do I need to listen to? He comes and, and sees Owen in the uh, the shop and tells him, oh, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. They get home. Uh, Owen takes Baru aside and tells Luke to go in inside uh, the facility and tells her that uh, they're coming for Luke. And that they need to get out of there. Baru, though, uh, another kind of case of let's make a character super strong mm-hmm. in a, in a good way is mm-hmm. like, oh, this is our home. We're fighting for our home. We're not. Yeah. We're not leaving. And yeah. I, I kind of like it because Owen's like, all like Sarah Connor. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Owen's yeah. like, oh. um, and we'll get back to that later because there's a funny scene in there uh, as well. Mm-hmm. On Roken ship Haja has kind of calmed Leia down because Leia's upset and walked away from Obi-Wan after the plan kind of mm-hmm. came out. Um, she talks to Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan explains to her that this is, he has to do this in, in order to keep her safe and that uh, her father is there for him. And, he get, and then he gives um, Leia Tala's gun holster. Mm-hmm. And that's a bit of a throwback to a few episodes ago. Where Tala was putting on her holster, mm-hmm. and Leo's like, "Is is it hard or whatever?" And she's like, "Oh, maybe one day I'll teach you," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Obi Wan at first was kind of hesitant, but and we're talking a couple episodes ago, but then he was like, "But no, she's she's got to grow up, right? She's mm-hmm. not going to be young forever." And I thought that was a really good, a really yeah. good line. Yeah, and in this scene too, it seems like Leia is like old and wise. A little bit that she's looking like the actress just nails Leia, right? Uh, she she did does a such job. a great job on her. And then I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, Obi Wan like says you're 10 years old, right? Like you, yes. we give it, we're given. Well, that's funny because she's like no gun, and he's like, well, I yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, I'm not giving a blaster to a 10 year old. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But then it made me think, it's like, well, how old was Padme when she was the leader of Naboo? Wasn't she 12 or was she 14? I think she was 14. And, th- and then was she elected to this position too? Yes. Well, she was elected as well at 14. So, I mean, Leia's got to get her political career started now if she wants to get elected to be a leader in Something. the next election cycle. Uh, you know. Right. Um, the two hug it out and Leia tells Obi-Wan to come back. Before leaving, he promises her that he will. Mm-hmm. But you can see on his face, and I thought Ewan McGregor did a great job showing this. You can see on his face that it was an empty promise. Mm. He was going to die. Mm. Right? Like he was leaving to go and die. Um, Kenobi heads to the dropship. Broken tries to tell him, You don't need to do this. Obi Wan's like, Yes, I do. You need to get out of here. Um, and then Broken accepts that. Obi Wan tells him that, uh, Don't quit. Don't stop. And mm-hmm. Broken tells him, that's it's not in me. I'm only just getting started. Now we jump forward to Vader ship and the mm. scene that you were talking about. Obi Wan, or sorry, uh, Vader is just singularly focused. That tunnel vision again. All he sees is Obi Wan, and we we saw that last episode. Obi Wan even says, "All he's going to see is me." The Grand Inquisitor counsels Vader to not go after Obi Wan to continue mm. on to the dropship because they are the priority. And yeah. Vader says, no, this is no ordinary Jedi and orders the pursuit on Kenobi ship. Yeah. And this is where it gets stupid for me, right? Like um, Kenobi breaks off. Obviously Kenobi has a trap plan for Vader or some kind of trick or some kind of something, because something. that's always what he's always done. <laughs> And Anakin should have learned his lesson that day, earlier that day, right? Yeah. Because, um, and like it seems like he does learn that lesson, uh, but then he completely forgets it, like later on that day, and just decides to follow Obi Wan. Like, and then the thing that bugs me even more about that's it, fair. The thing that bugs me even more about it is that the Inquisitor points it out. Well, not only that bugs me too, but. Even more than that is when he says, "Prepare my shuttle. I'll pers- I'll go and do it myself." Yeah, right. Like, why don't you just send your star destroyer after the ship? Get in your shuttle and go do it yourself. If you're going to go do it anyway, that way, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that just seems like not like something Vader would do. Like he's always mindful of the Emperor, right? Well, and I don't think he would want to what? fail him in this instance. Like he could have well, done. Both, especially because he got out of that ship into his own ship to pursue Obi Wan, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like he could have just done that right away. He could have said, "Okay, you follow them. I'll get in my ship and go pursue Obi Wan." Because I'm going to do that anyway, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I agree. That, That's that a is, very good point. That really bothered me about this episode for some I, reason. It's like, come on. I, can't I mean, I know that. I know they got to keep the resistance alive somehow. Yeah. But you have a lot of writers that could have figured something out. I'm 100% sure <laughs> that just didn't like it just doesn't make sense. I, I agree with you. The only thing and I'm not going to defend their decision to do it this way. The only thing that I can think of is. And, and while Vader should have learned the lesson on not having to prove himself. It is Anakin's main fault. He has, and and maybe it's not. He has to prove this to 
the Inquisitor or the people that are underneath him or even the Emperor. It's Anakin has to prove this to himself. Obi-Wan has bested him now twice, I guess, right, at this point. He beat him in battle. He he escaped him and tricked his way out of being caught uh, mm-hmm. and, and used his own people against him. And now he's going to go and do this. So I, the only thing that I can pers- possibly think of, but again, it's a, such a stupid way to do it, is he's got to prove this to not only everybody else around, but more so, more important than anything else, himself. Mm-hmm. That, he, that he can get Obi-Wan. Yeah, That's yeah, I can only, see that. It's the only thing I can think of. I, I totally agree with that, but then he still also understands that he needs to catch the resistance. But I, I don't so think... like how he doesn't think like he wants because... to do both if he wants to prove it, right? But I think because he he could have done everything there. Himself. You're right. I think he doesn't think it's that big of a deal, right? Like the was the actual resistance, and I can deal with them whenever I want. Mm-hmm. I'm Lord Vader. I can deal with them. This this is the cat's meow. Mm-hmm. Right, like this is everything to me, and even like he's we've seen that throughout the, the course of the show how fucking blind he is to mm-hmm. everything around him but Obi Wan, yeah. And that's where that's why I think the line he'll he only will see me from Obi Wan mm-hmm. is just so perfect because Obi Wan's like, I know it, mm-hmm. I know it. I'm mm-hmm. he he wants like if if I Ended up mortally wounding him, but he killed me. Vader would think he won because I got Obi Wan, mm-hmm. uh, and then I die. But like Obi Wan is the end game for for Vader, and mm-hmm. we find and we look at and we know this later on. I, they've done I think a good job in comics, kind of establishing that right. Like there's so many comics that talk about his pursuit of Obi Wan and his pursuit of Jedi and just destroying that life that he had mm-hmm. his, his connection to it is his inability to release it. Mm-hmm. So like I, while I totally agree, it is so stupid. I think it's kind of meant maybe I, at least maybe that's how I'm taking it. I think it's kind of meant to be that way. Like Anakin's making real stupid decisions mm-hmm. because he is so blinded by Obi-Wan. I know it's weird though. Cause he's like straddling this, like, Uber competency of- yes. and total non-competency. Yeah, just in It's weird. Yeah. Like he's mastered the force. How has he not mastered himself? Well, and that's the big thing, right? Like if he masters himself, Palpatine stands no chance. Yeah. Not in his suit anymore, apparently, but I, I don't suit- know if I believe that. They talk like people talk about that. Well, they always say that like the suit is just highly susceptible to electricity right right and he could never fight off the electricity the force lightning because we see that feel... in the end of return of the jedi right yep yep i i feel like that's such a crutch of a story though maybe right but like like, like are he, you he telling is me vulnerable that you, i know he is are you purposely me vulnerable they couldn't come up with some suit that wouldn't be susceptible <laughs> well i heard like, about I mean, that vague, right like I've, I've heard that that was something 
and I think there might have even been a comic about it. Yeah, there was. There is. And and Vader, in order to get into the suit, he has to get out of his, and he becomes vulnerable. And I think he was afraid that if like the Emperor knew that he was going to get into the suit in a way that could resist the Emperor, the Emperor would kill him. Yeah. Right? While he was vulnerable. Yeah. Because he was a threat again, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's just the way of the Force. It's like, well, if you can't survive it, you don't deserve to live if you're a dark side. Sith and user, and right? that I can see. I can see that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like he um, became a prisoner in his suit, kind of. Yeah. Reva approaches the perimeter of the Lars homestead. Vader uh, back on the on the it's just a short little scene where Reva is on Tatooine and she's approaching the uh, the, the house, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, the hut. Uh, flash back to the moon. Vader lands his shuttle, finds uh, Obi-Wan nearby, asks him if he has come to destroy him. And then we get that image of Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And he just, as he lights his lightsaber, I will do what must be done. Mm-hmm. So nice throwback to the third movie. Yeah. Back again, flipping to Tatooine. Reva enters the inner courtyard of the homestead. She ignites her lightsaber, and then Owen and Baru open fire on her. But oh, I missed the scene. Ah, I forgot it. Darn it. So even before this is happening, they're they're getting ready. Baru is excited, not excited, but she's like eager to defend her home, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like pulling this thing aside. Owen's like, "What are you doing?" And she pulls out these two sawed-off guns. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> sawed-off blasters. Like, who the hell did I marry? And yeah. then Owen's like, brew. And she's like, what? And then they get into a conversation, and Owen says something about Obi-Wan's not here. And she she flat-out just, oh, whose fault is that? <laughs> right? And Owen's like, okay, yeah, I get it. Sure, I'm wrong. I thought that was a great scene. Mm-hmm. Because... I never understood. They didn't, again, they didn't show why Owen is so against Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he's just afraid that Luke will become like Anakin, right? Well, and, 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 sure. and, and, and Obi-Wan, I'm sure he holds, holds responsible for Anakin becoming Anakin because he was his teacher and mentor and father. Well, but, but he wouldn't know that Anakin's Vader. Right? No, but he, he knows just, he died. He, would, he knows yeah, he, he got would, him killed, yeah, right? Yes, okay. Yeah, That's he the knows he got him killed. Because there, there is conversation where you're like, does Owen know mm-hmm. that he's Vader? And maybe he does. Maybe they had that conversation. But I don't yeah, know I don't... why you would tell him. That no, seems I don't think you would tell him either. That just seems like risky to me. Yeah, it's something he doesn't need to know. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, anyway, Reva enters the courtyard. They start firing on him are on her. Uh, she deflects the blasters. There's a bit of a uh, her almost kind of hunting them down and, and trying to there as Baru and Owen are trying to lead Luke to where he needs to go to escape. Um, back on the moon, the fight is on. And I don't know your thoughts, but I'm going to say mine. I mm-hmm. love this fight. Love it. Mm-hmm. I thought this was better than episode three mm-hmm. and episode three was awesome except for mm-hmm. the one scene where they're just twirling lightsabers in the middle of the room for, mm-hmm. no, for no reason in episode three yeah no engagement yeah, yeah. whatsoever 
That's mm-hmm. the only part of the fight I didn't like. <laughs> but here, awesome. There was intent. It was strong. There was emotion behind it. Like, yeah. to me, when when you see that remade episode four Obi-Wan Vader fight, the emotion in it is what made that so awesome. And I think they do a good job of capturing that here. Right off the hop, at the beginning of the fight, you hear Vader, like his... his Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you, right? And then the, the yeah. defense and, and each blow from from Vader, it's glancing off of Obi-Wan, right? Like he's like, oh, power. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I I love that they do that. But then this is this is again, this is not Ben Kenobi anymore. This is Obi-Wan again. Mm-hmm. And while he's having to defend these monstrous cuts from Vader, he's elegant, mm-hmm. dodging them, right? And we're start, we're seeing this. And even Vader at one point says, "Oh, your power has returned, or your mm-hmm. your your." But the weakness is still yeah, there. The weakness is still line. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I thought it was I thought it was just so good. Yeah, um, that was such a great fight, and I will agree with you. Like that was kind of like everything I've wanted to see, like a really good fight between two very powerful force users, right? The, the biggest part about awesome. it to me is the emotion. Yeah. Like even with even with Obi-Wan, like you can see that he is invested in this fight. He went going, I guess basically thinking, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Anakin will kill me here. Yeah. But but while he's fighting, I think he gets this this sense of you know what? No, I'm free. Yeah. I've like well Anakin that. Anakin. Well, I guess he does that later. Obi-Wan? Yeah. Obi-Wan. Uh no, no. Uh I'll say it later. Okay. Um, because it does happen later in the episode between Anakin or Anakin and Obi or Vader and Obi-Wan. Sure. Um Yeah, I, it's kind of I like it because we get to see like, you know, Vader again doing fighting like Vader, right? He's yes. not like Anakin, he's not like nimble like a cat jumping everywhere fast and quick, right? He's He's strong and calculated and determined, and yes. I thought that was cool. And then you get to see his his mastery of the Force, right, where he's like stopping lightsabers with his hands, and yeah. you know he's throwing Obi Wan around, right. And then he's just like, "This is it. This is enough." And then he just like splits the ground below Obi Wan's feet and buries him, right. Yeah. And that was something we'd never seen. It's something that I think was in video games. I can't remember. I'm sure there's a name for it. It's like Force Concussive something or something. Something like that. I don't know, but we haven't seen it. For sure. And we haven't seen that, but I'll say this, they missed an opportunity. Yes, they did. And About the we, high ground? I think we all understand the high ground. We missed an opportunity for Vader to shit on his master. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and this is another one of those things that just is stupid to me, what happens at the end of this scene, right? He's got Obi-Wan trapped in this little pit now, right? His legs are buried and he Anakin's got the completely. Anakin's got the high ground and walks away basically tries to bury him with more rocks and then walks away and this i thought was dumb like if he why well, he would be able to detect that obi-wan's still alive well obi-wan's using the force to hold himself not of course crushed. right so this is kind of where it's stupid again for me I right agree. like i agree you know and then the way obi-wan breaks out is stupid again for me too for some reason um because like Vader buries him and walks away, 
Obi-Wan gets like what flashes of Luke and Leia and he he, he feels like I don't know I guess the force is going to be taken care of or the future's in good hands or something no and I that felt, empowers him I felt somehow? no 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 I felt it was more because as he's he's holding the rocks right and he, it looks like he's getting weaker yeah and this is where you're hearing Anakin and and like if you're not my if you're not my friend you're my enemy that you're not with me you're You're not with me you're against me like this and then he sees the flashes of leia and of luke Mm -hmm. and to me i took it as that was oh no i have to fight on for them Mm -hmm. and then that's where he that's that's how i looked at it yeah i and and it was something like that he gets some kind of empowerment from those images and memories right right and I don't and like obviously, obviously, reason. there's not a whole lot of time lapsed between no. him being buried there and Vader walking away. We do, but it see... was long enough for Vader to have walked away far enough that he didn't Where see he... a one breakout of it. Yeah, right? which I think is kind of crazy. Yeah, like how far so... did they get into this rock forest? <laughs> yeah, right. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. There's there's some suspect storytelling <clears throat> in there. Some yeah, because are... he. Because he wants to, he wants to destroy Obi Wan, right? He, Burying he, him is not destroying him. It's not killing him. He's not using the high ground. He's not saying, "Look, Master, I learned something from you." Yeah. And then he just kills Obi Wan from the high ground, right? I did what you cannot do, or something, right? Yeah. Like that would just make sense to me. He wouldn't bury him and walk away, I right? Agree. And then, and then on top of that, then Obi Wan just gets this magic huge magic surge in the Force, right? Like Vader has dominated him basically in this first round of the fight basically you know like obi-wan's back vader kicks his ass right um and he buries him with this really strong force ability and then obi-wan just overcomes it and i didn't like that either like i don't think he he shouldn't have been buried in the first place i think it should have been resolved some other way and then when he was buried i didn't like the way that vader handled it and then he gets out in a way that i didn't really like because they had already established i think in uh is it the rise of skywalker all of the force gathering behind ray to empower her to beat the emperor right yeah and i think they should have done that to give obi-wan his surge of power right it's like the force needs you you need to protect the children the skywalker blood or something like that right and all of a sudden all of the good side of the force is there to help obi-wan in the system and break it i would have bought that a lot more than i did what was written here because that was already established that that could be done kind of thing you know and it would have been nice to have seen another instance of the light side of the force gather behind one force user in order to stop darkness from taking over completely right i i agree i like the way that you're thinking on that so yeah i just feel like they could have done the worst the worst part about this whole situation is vader burying him and walking away just walking away it made no sense whatsoever you have this like you i can buy the vader making all these mistakes trying to get to obi-wan because he's just so obsessed obsessed yeah with, with getting obi-wan but if you're that obsessed probably not just go, ah, i threw some rocks f- out of my good piece yeah <laughs> i know right you get 99 of the way there and then you turn around yeah like i'm done like it's that's that isn't is itself yeah like <laughs> yeah that isn't even a i'm cocky i'm moving on move that is just a why 
It's Why? just a sloppy thing to do. Yeah, like that's just poor. So I agree yeah. 100% on that. Mm -hmm. um, Reba corners Owen. She disarms him. Um, she senses through the force that uh, Owen cares for Luke as his own. And then that prompts Owen to kind of, he's got like a pipe or something. I don't know. He swings it at her. I like this because she it's takes the, the lightsaber. Uh... It's the thing that Han uses to try and brace the garbage oh, yeah, yeah, compactor. Yeah. yeah. And the and thing so, that whatever her name in Mandalorian tells the to steal, like the Jawas to steal or something. Yes. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. And he yeah. uses it and she chops it down and he just looks at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, that's kind of funny. And yeah. then she pushes him off the side and then he's he's laying there and he's I guess he hurt his leg or something like that. I I think they're trying to explain that for future reference because it looked like Owen in a new hope had a bit of a limp. I mm -hmm. I'm like, eh, you don't really need to show us that. I thought but it's a nice touch though. But okay. Yep, sure. Um how about Baru? So Reva comes into the room where Luke is. Luke is climbing out and Baru punches Reva right in the face. I was like, yeah, yeah bitch, get yeah. her, get her. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was good. And then Reva quickly throws Maru aside. Mm -hmm. I think, did she knock her out there? I can't remember. I don't, they cut pretty quickly because you see Luke running up and out of the, out of the uh, a hatch in the, in the roof and then taking off. They um, don't linger too long there. Back on the moon, we, we went over this. Kenobi is haunted by memories of old Anakin and uh, Vader and then focuses on the memories of Luke and Leia and that gives him his edge to push out. We mm -hmm. don't like it. Um, Vader is heading back to his starship and then senses at the last second Kenobi coming from behind. Again, they engage in a furious lightsaber fight. Obi-Wan gets the edge and is starting like he uses the back of his hilt to kind of um, or smash is like a regulator box or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that this is I love how they did this. So yeah. I like I get it. He would do that. Why wouldn't he? It, yeah, find any calculated. Weakness, yeah. Find any weakness that he possibly can. Mm -hmm. And Vader is like just madly swinging now. Because I think he mm -hmm. understands, oh shit, danger. Yeah. So I gotta make a killing blow. And Obi-Wan is just imbued with the force at this yeah. point. Yeah. And, and this dodging everything. Weird. I would have liked an explanation as to what the hell just happened to all of Vader's force power. Like, does him burying Obi-Wan trigger Anakin's memories and make him imbalanced again? Just a quick little something like that might have been sure. nice. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan comes back and, like, kicks his ass just as badly as Vader kicked Obi-Wan's ass in the yep. round four, you know? Yeah. It's like, where the hell did that all go? Uh, or um, where did it all come from? On, yeah, on, on Obi -Wan's side. well, Anakin can't do anything. He can't even stop the stones from being thrown at him. He can't deflect well, the blow. Like he just can't do anything. All of a sudden, I will say this though: when Obi Wan does the whole arms to the side, raises the rocks and the boulders, yeah, and then just force hurls them at Vader, mm -hmm. that was fucking cool. It was, and Vader, like he's getting hammered, mm -hmm. and he's he's just blocking it. Yeah. He's not and using his force powers to stop. It I think and... he, I think he is though. Yes, he is. Otherwise, he would have been torn apart by the yeah, Vulcans. exactly. So I think he is. And then right at the end, as Obi Wan's getting closer and closer, Anakin kind of fights through it, or Vader, I should say, fights through mm -hmm. it, and they continue fighting. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, Obi Wan knocks on the regulator. Uh, this is knocking Vader down. 
flashed back to Tatooine. Luke is in Beggar's Canyon, and Reva's on his on his trail. Um, very quick between scenes. I thought they could have slowed that down maybe a little bit. It was mm-hmm. it was almost a little jarring. But mm-hmm. but what are you gonna do? I understand why they're doing it that way. It's it's the heightened tension. Um, Kenobi ends up force pushing Vader back, and then does some weird like run up and slashes yeah. the side of Vader's helmet, and he drops. And then we see Vader look up, and it's Hayden Christensen, yeah, half half and half. Mm-hmm. And this whole scene, we'll say we should we've shit on some of the the writing in this, but this was heavy shit. This was a great scene, and it was great. Yeah. I love the use of the color. Right, we see it's Vader's face is red with his mm-hmm. lightsaber, kind of like reflecting off of his face, and then we see the Sith eyes disappear. Yeah. And then and you the see like a blue, blue reflection. Yeah. And it's a blue hue. Yeah. And Obi-Wan's like Anakin and he, he apologizes, right? For everything. I'm so sorry for everything. And then Anakin, at this point, it's Anakin, mm-hmm. looks at him. He's like, You're I'm not your failure, Obi-Wan. And it's mm-hmm. almost like he's setting Obi-Wan free from he his is. guilt. He is, and I I thought this was a really nice scene too because like you can see that in. No, I think it's intentional for yeah. some reason, um, because Anakin never like he almost went to the dark side completely, like the Emperor. Right. Yeah. The only reason he never took over the Emperor's part is because he couldn't completely go all the way, right? Well, um, he's holding on. He's holding on to things, right? And Anakin is still there, you know, like. Obi-Wan is kind of like his father, right? You know, he's, um, I'm sure he, despite everything, would have felt bad that, you know, Obi-Wan would feel guilty about everything that he did because he, he tried, that. like, like he knows that Obi-Wan tried, right? He just constantly just didn't listen to him. Yep. You know, and I think it, it is really nice. This is Anakin coming out and, offering obi-wan that peace but it's just like a moment of weakness and then i guess the vader personality realizes that oh no that's enough that's done right yeah and then he's and then he tries to get manipulative again and says you didn't kill anakin skywalker i did and then he smiles right the look on his face like hayden nailed that yeah like that little smirk it was like the weird creepy clown kind of it was good and the retort look from Ewan was even better, I thought. He was like, yeah. oh my god. But my friend is truly dead, I think yeah. is what he says, right? Yeah, he says that. And then, again, this is stupid, but I get it. Right? Like, Obi-Wan's not going to kill Anakin. He just no. can't. He just can't. Well, I think he must realize now that the Force is going to take care of itself, right? Well, doesn't matter also... if he kills Anakin or not. Anakin's kids are going to come back and do something great. To balance it, right? Well, that, and I also think, at least I have to assume, or I at least hope, that Obi-Wan, while saying that my friend is truly dead, is more of a, that my friend is truly trapped. Mm. And 
walks away. Yeah. Because what more can he do for him? Nothing. Killing him, killing him doesn't get rid of Sidious. No, and it seems like too, like by this is Obi Wan's mercy. By by leaving Vader slash Anakin in this place, he has killed Anakin. Like he kind of did go yes. what he yeah. meant to do. Vader's still there, right? This is the this is the last. This is like the last time Anakin comes out until Luke yeah. comes around, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, no, yeah, because even in Ahsoka, he's still pretty merciless to Ahsoka. As far as Rebels goes. But then at the end of... Yeah, I don't no, know. No, because in Rebels, Vader says Ahsoka. Yeah. Right? Like, and it's, like Anakin, it's Anakin. Anakin comes out again. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, like, yeah, that has to be later on. Mm-hmm. Rebels has to be within the last five years of the Empire. Mm-hmm. And this is ten years before. The so, he, so that's those yeah. are like the two instances that Anakin comes out. It seems. Yeah, and it's brought on a by Obi Wan. So Actually, good. I'm sure there's more in the Vader comics though, because he still lingers on Padme and wants to bring her back in the. Yeah, comics, but but right? the comics are right after Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, while you're right, I think timeline wise, here in Kenobi, Rebels, and yet to be seen with Ahsoka, whatever. If mm-hmm. anything comes of that, no, well, obviously mm-hmm. we're not going to see Vader. No, unless maybe. it's a flashback. But it won't be. I don't think it'll be a Vader flashback. Oh, maybe unless it's a Rebels flashback, right? Like, well, yeah, if it it's could... like uh, Ezra pulling her out of the world between worlds, some, that'd be some... kind of cool live action. Well, there's lots of there's lots of rumors on that, which mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into that next time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Obi Wan walks away. And, and right at the end, Vader, Anakin, Obi-Wan, screaming yeah. into the night. Uh, the way they made his voice sound, too, was good. Well, like, it, was it cool wasn't the James Earl Jones, and it wasn't Hayden's well, voice. It, it, but was, it was some, like, deep, menacing voice. Well, it was the right? combination of all of them, right? Like, at yeah. first, it was Vader, mm-hmm. like, like James Earl Jones. And then it was Hayden. Mm-hmm. And then it was a mix of the two. And then at the end, I think again a mix of the two with his scream into the. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Um, back on Tatooine, Luke is yeah fleeing Beggars Canyon. He's into Beggars Canyon. Reva's following him. Um, she ends up finding him as he's running up top and makes him fall, and he falls down the, le- the cliffside, ledge side, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, and lands, and then she comes up to him. And lights or lightsaber. Flashback mm-hmm. to Obi Wan flying home. He gets this sense and hits hyperspace right away, as he he feels that Luke is in danger. Mm-hmm. Reva goes to make her killing blow on Luke. Oh, I don't understand why. Uh, because it was a way to get back somehow. Yeah, but how's it getting back at Vader? Vader doesn't know. He doesn't care. Like it would mean well, nothing to Vader. Like my uh, thoughts is she should capture. Maybe it's she's bad at Obi Wan. Oh, I'm sure she is. I I don't know. The only I mean only it, it makes for her. an interesting sequence of events for yes. her to get that com- communicator and go to Tatooine, right? Yeah, I just I just um, like I would think she, it would be more beneficial for her if she captured him. 
but yeah, it seems to bring silly. her to to bring him to Vader. Well, she she was done with Vader at that point, right? She's not going back, right? And but yeah, why she would have wanted to kill him? Like she just knew that it was an important kid, right? Probably yeah. sensitive in the Force because Obi Wan was looking after him. Um, but why she wanted to kill him is not really overly clear. Like who's she trying to hurt and punish by doing that? You're yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we get a we get a flashback to the Jedi purge, which is always awesome. We love it, mm-hmm. and it's Vader. And then she sees a version of her younger self instead of Luke. And then cutscene go to Kenobi landing near the Lars homestead. He comes out. Owen and Brewer searching frantically for Luke. He joins the search and then Baru, I think, notices that somebody's coming out of the darkness. And mm-hmm. there is there's Reva carrying Luke. Of course, everybody watching knows that Luke's not dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I get it. And then she lays him on the ground. Baru and Owen take Luke. and They walk away and Obi-Wan stands there and faces Reva. She's crying and tells him that uh, she could not kill Luke and that she failed to avenge her fellow younglings' death at the hands of Vader. And I'm like, I don't get that. Uh, yeah, does she know this is Luke at this point? I don't think so. So, yeah, why is she trying to kill this kid, right? Like, and why would it redeem the younglings, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that's the, that's, that is what it is. She says Yeah, that. it seems like that only makes sense in the context that she understands that that's Anakin's kid. I guess. Like, right? that's the only way but that, even that then, makes context. Even then, how would she know that? Because from the she wouldn't. communicator, it's not, it's not it, said. They don't say Skywalker. No, not at all. So, no. I don't know. Uh, Kenobi reassures Reva that uh, she actually hasn't failed; that she's brought peace to the to the younglings, which I thought mm-hmm. was okay. Yeah, um, and then tells Reva that uh, she now can choose her own destiny. Yeah, and that she and that she's free. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, I like that they kind of made her story parallel Anakin's in this way. A little bit, right? Oh, the flip so I got I got to kind of assume that she knew that this was Luke Skywalker and that it was going to be. Uh, it was Vader's kid or Anakin's child, right? I have to assume because it doesn't make sense why she would go after him like that. It, maybe right. she finds out that, uh, I don't know, through the town when she's interrogating that it's yeah, maybe. Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe. She lays yeah, down. Yeah, because her- that's, the, that's the only way that it makes sense with anything that she says, right? Because yeah. it's like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't avenge them. It's like, who are you avenging them from? The only person you could avenge them from is Anakin. So you must think that killing this kid is a punishment to Anakin, right? So right. Um, otherwise, who are you avenging? By but, killing then, but even with that, too, if she thinks, like, if she thinks she's avenging the, the, the younglings by killing Luke, I mean, finding out later on that Anakin at this point doesn't even know that Luke is his kid mm-hmm. would just be, oh, wow, I've done nothing right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, it'd just be like a massive whoops. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lays down her, her lightsaber, and then uh, Kenobi reassures her that they're both free. Nice, nice scene, to an extent. It was a nice scene. Um, now, now I, we assume Reba is. I don't want to say she's balanced in the force, but 
Well, she kind of goes off like Maul, I guess, and Ahsoka, and yeah, you know, they're not part of a faction necessarily anymore. They're just force users out in the wild, and that's interesting and dangerous. To an yeah, well, she could come back. Absolutely. Well, she could start her own criminal organization. She could. She could do whatever she wants with her force powers. Really. Yeah. Like with Ahsoka, clearly she is a light side user. Maul clearly is a dark side user. Mm-hmm. What is Reva? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Fortress Vader on Mustafar. Yeah. A, a repaired Vader is talking to Darth Sidious. And we get a nice Ian Mc, Mc, uh, mm-hmm. McDermott scene. Cameo, yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's Vader tells him that he's dispatched probe joys to hunt uh, Kenobi, that Kenobi will not escape again. And the Emperor is like, whoa, you seem agitated, Lord mm-hmm. Vader. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. questions whether his apprentice is affected by his feelings for his former master. Yes. I like this because and this if his mind is, is clear. Yes, and you can yeah. tell that this is a warning Yeah, from Palpatine. And yeah. Vader immediately goes like, oh, no, it, my, my feelings are clear. Kenobi means nothing. Master, yeah. Mas- my master. Yeah. And I like that because that gives the Disney storytellers their 10-year freedom back. <laughs> yeah. Because it does. Otherwise, Vader is just going to hunt him. Yeah, and, hunt and Vader's got to forget him. about him. Yeah. Like, with everything that's happened in A New Hope, Vader's moved on. Mm-hmm. So, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that was good. Because, yeah, I mean, uh, Vader just would have kept on pursuing him. Absolutely. And it um, would have been the, the same is, mistakes. But here, I find something interesting, too, because, like, Vader was correct in all this time to want to pursue Kenobi. Oh, yeah, absolutely right? he was. Because if he finds him, he finds Luke. Yep. Right. And he ends the threat to the dark side. Right. So like him trusting his feelings and being like, no, we need to find Kenobi. He's actually right throughout all of this. And he's just he just doesn't know that he's right. He just but no, but that's always how the force works. Right. You just yes. trust your feelings and because the force is telling you what you should be doing kind of thing. Yeah. Right. And so he's right. You know, and, and it's actually the Emperor and the Inquisitor that are wrong and telling them, no, we need to snuff out the resistance because the resistance is all there really only wins because of Luke and Leia. And yeah, has Vader, Vader continued to pursue Kenobi, he would have found Luke and Leia. And he probably would have tried to turn them to the dark side and would have been successful. And then they would have overthrown the Empire and then they would have ruled the galaxy as a family kind of thing. Um, you need to do a what if. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would love to do that kind of stuff. You should absolutely write a what if on that. Yeah. What if this is what happened? Boom. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Um. On Alderaan, Princess Leia dresses up and combs her own hair. Her mom comes in and surprises her and, and sees that Leia is wearing a holster. Is that a holster? Well, is she it? wore a nice outfit, first of yes, all. And it correct. was Leia, which yeah. was nice, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, her mom and, and Leia looks at her. She's like, yes. And then her mom's like, I love it. You know, mm-hmm. which, was, which was a cute scene. Mm-hmm. Um they meet up with Bale. Bale sees her standing there and he gives her a look and she says, if I'm going to do this, I want to change some things. And he's like, I know you would. And mm-hmm. 
nice nice little scene there mm-hmm. uh, they see a ship landing and Leia's like okay uh, who are the customaries that we got to meet today and then out comes Obi-Wan who sees her and gives her a big hug and yeah, but she's just like Lola. And all yeah, she cares oh, yeah, about yeah, yeah, her droid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm okay too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then a really awesome scene where he tells Leia that she is wise. Um, mm. and I made sure I wrote these down. Wise, discerning, and kind hearted, which are qualities from your mother, and that you are also passionate, fearless, and forthright, which are attributes from your father. Mm-hmm. And she smiles and and they're both exceptional people. Exceptional they both made people, an exceptional yes. daughter. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Kenobi tells Leia that she can turn to him to help, but stresses the need to be careful. Mm-hmm. And they watch as Obi-Wan leaves. Yeah, I thought this was a great scene, the way Obi-Wan tells that scene. It almost yes. like got me emotional for some reason, just because I know that I love Star Wars so much. Well, and like, you know this what? This is kind of how it's set up. Really, is this right? a bit of a sneaky way to have leia have a memory of her mom um right because in return of the know. jedi leia tells luke i don't remember anything of my mom mm-hmm. i just know that she just images yeah flashes images. or something like that she says i can't remember yeah exactly but yeah i don't know i just imagine that was like her like her dreams being influenced by the force or something yeah possibly um absolutely but i felt like this was a little bit of a sneaky way to train leia in the force a little bit yeah maybe right because he gives her the kinds of words you know that would kind of guide her on a on a path a little bit do you know what i mean yeah he's 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 not just letting things unfold he's he's giving them little nudges and pushes right absolutely um yeah, so I, not only does he say all these things to her, but, you know, it just kind of got the impression that that was like uh, Jedi Master advice, not necessarily Obi-Wan <laughs> yes. advice. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, back on Tatooine, Obi-Wan uh, departs his cave. He's got everything in his sack, I guess, and he's he's walking away and he gets on his EOP and heads off into the desert. At the Lars homestead, Luke is playing. Owen sees Obi-Wan kind of come up and he's asking, what are you doing here? And he mm-hmm. says that, you know what? You were right. The boy just needs to be a boy. Um, and that uh, he should be with his family. Yeah. And then Owen says, hey, do you want to meet them? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously the look on Obi-Wan's face is like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, and then we get what we all wanted. Hello there, <laughs> and he ro- goes up to Luke. Hello there, and gives him his, I guess his his toy T sixteen mm-hmm. hopper, which is yeah. awesome. And then they, and I felt like um, like this scene is extra special for Obi Wan because this is the age that he met Anakin at too. Yeah, right? really, it is. In so. tattooing on the desert. So it's like looking into the past, I could, I think, for Obi-Wan. Because it's like he gets to meet Luke kind of like at the same time that he gets to meet Anakin, right? And so I thought that was something that probably would have occurred to him as well as he was meeting Luke. The only thing that I kind of didn't like about it, or maybe I'm just trying to convince myself not to like about it, is the fact that once we get to A New Hope, 
like Owen is just a crazy old hermit again. Yeah. So well, like, why? Um, they could have just had him. You know what? Like, I get it. You saved his life. Well, I think the reason why is like, while it's, he may have uh, respect for Obi Wan now, right? He still wants to strongly discourage Luke from going to find him because he yeah. thinks Obi Wan's going to train him. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. he does want to make sure Luke stays away from the crazy old hermit. Yeah, and that's you fair. Know? Yeah, he doesn't um, want to lose Luke like you know Anakin was lost kind of thing, right? He just wants him to be a normal person, grow up as a normal kid yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obi Wan, of course, gets back on his EOP and is heading off into the desert as they're approaching the canyon. Kenobi sees a familiar face. Yes. Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn. And woo! There he is. What took you so long? <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and then, you know what? This was one of those other things, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, that I really am happy that I got to see. Yeah. But I'm really not happy with the way it was done. I because it, it's opening up a lot more questions for it. Don't I love Qui Gon? He's one of my favorite Jedi, and I wish we could, could get more of him. But like Qui Gon shows up, and prior to this, Qui Gon could only manifest himself as a voice, right? He couldn't manifest himself know, as a ghost. Yeah, that we know of. So this, like, and don't get me wrong, I love seeing Qui Gon, but this, this changes like Force lore for me. A little what bit. We, what we understand of the Force, because Qui-Gon's dead, and he acquired new skills after his death as a Force ghost, right? Yeah, yeah. He figured out how to uh, add his physical projection, not just his voice, like, into the material world, however you want to describe it. And so, like, does this mean now that everybody that learns how to live on after they die can continue on in their training and just keep on becoming more and more powerful in death? Now, see, I wonder because I know that and, and Qui-Gon here actually does flat out say um, you got some training you to were, do or something. You weren't ready. Yeah. You weren't yeah. ready to see it. Mm-hmm. So that could be the explanation. It's very small and very if you blink, you miss it kind of but thing. But I thought it was canon that Qui-Gon didn't actually complete that training before he was killed. That's why it was only his voice. Yeah, that can, that, I'm sure that's probably changed here and there mm-hmm. and everywhere, right? But it is yeah. what it is. Regardless, we got to see Qui-Gon one last time and the two of them head off into Beggar's Cave. Yeah. However, that also comes to the point where, like, is there an expiry date on being a Force Ghost? I would assume there isn't. But, no more Qui-Gon. And we didn't see Anakin in the, the sequel trilogy. Not that that was ever the plan. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, it's just these these unending questions. Like, there's got to be a... Like a what-if right. ghost wars? Yeah. Ghost force wars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, a whole they're all disagreeing with Anakin. because He's like, no, your Jedi teachings were wrong. Look what happened. And then they just get into I, a ghost fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, light side, dark side of ghosts. I love yeah. it. That's funny. But there you go. That is the completion of the possible only season of the Kenobi show. There are obviously some hiccups, but for I think for the most part, fantastic show. Yeah. I I what do you give it out of ten? For like fan service, a ten. Yep. 
um, for like a coherent, believable (laughs) beginning, middle, and end, and all the steps in between, I'm going to give it about a five, just because there's a lot of like, like, like they want, like I just got the feeling like this was a conflict between writers and producers. And they're like, we need this, and we need to see this, and we need to see this, and we need to see this, and I don't care how you get us there, right? I don't care if they don't make a lot of sense. We just need to see that this is what fans want, this is what we got to do, right? Because I feel like Disney's got the a a troop of the best writers ever. How are there so many like logical holes in the sequences of events and the decisions that are made by these people? Well, um, that's where the big battle comes from is Kathleen Kennedy getting her fingers in the seat. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is something like that was influenced by that. I have no friggin' idea. Because um, there are points in the story where they they absolutely nail it. Oh, yeah. Like, like more than nail it. It's like, this is Star Wars. Yeah. And, and then this is Vader. Like, yeah. they really captured Vader well. Yeah. And know? then there's these parts where you're like, how no, do you that, come? How do you get this so right? Yeah, and make this so wrong. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not a writer. I maybe I like to do some writing once in a blue moon for fun. Yeah, you know, for entertainment or a hobby or something. But like, I feel like I could have pieced together a sequence of events a little bit so, better than these writers, professional ones, had done. I I don't know. So I can't. I don't feel like it is just their fault. I feel like they have a group. Of I don't know, probably twelve to twenty writers. Plus, they confer with uh, George and Dave, and probably all sorts of other people that they have on call. And so, how they couldn't like, as a group, come up with a logical sequence of events to make all these things happen seems strange to me. Yeah, I would agree. When I feel like I could have done that, I might not have written as well all the scenes and stuff, right? Like, obviously, I'm not. I'm not a professional. Yeah. With the logical steps needed in order to get those scenes, I feel like I could have done. I could have been like yeah. that voice in the room that was like, hey, no, wait, what about this? Like, that's stupid. Vader wouldn't do that. Like, he's not going to fail the Emperor. He's fucking terrified of him. Yeah. Like, he's he knows the Emperor wants this resistance cell crushed. Send them off. I'll go chase off Obi-Wan anyway. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, you know? Like, I would, I would way rather the Rebels figure out some way to escape the, yeah. the Empire. As the as they're yeah. pursuing them, they're maybe their hyperdrive gets off. fixed and they just shoot off. Yeah, right. That would be also fine because yeah. that happens in Star Wars all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's it's not like it's unfounded that that would be an outcome that happens. Well, and like um, if if you're if you're looking at it from the point of view of Sith, right? Like Vader making this decision to cut off, uh, basically his legs and go mm-hmm. strictly after uh, Obi Wan. Even like the look on Rupert uh, Friend's face when. The Inquisitor is told, like, nope, we're gonna we're going after Obi-Wan. And like the Inquisitor goes, Okay, okay. That's yeah, a dis- he does that's he does a- fight him pretty hard though, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he's like, uh, my lord, I, I don't nope. know if this is a great idea. No. He, he's not even like him. he's not even disagreeing. He's like, Vader, you're wrong. Like yeah. we need to do this. We should blah 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 blah. And Vader's like, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So and you the, got away with is- talking to him like that. It's kind of surprising. Well, back to back episodes, right? Because mm-hmm. uh Reva does it in the in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. But like I just love that look on the Inquisitors, the Grand Inquisitor's face after it's a hard no. He's just like, oh, a, all right, that's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
we'll see how this turns out. <laughs> yeah, so I don't get me wrong. I love the show. It was really entertaining. Uh, I really feel like they nailed the characters of Vader and Obi-Wan and Leia yeah. really well, like really well. Um, it was entertaining as hell. All of the action sequences were pretty great, except for Leia, Leia fleeing the, the pirates. <laughs> um, but, you know, other than that, like all the action scenes were great. Yeah, right. They were. They um, were. You know, the Obi-Wan's character development, Vader's character development. Love seeing, see, love seeing the clone on. Uh, yeah. All the, yeah. All the little nods to all the canon little things and the things that tie the universe together. Everything was just done well, but like the logical steps of events to make the things all come together was flawed to me. And it was almost distracting sometimes a little bit. It, it, it took me out of the immersion. Yeah, I agree. Right. Um, and that's, that's why I, I, I would, I'm complaining about it because if it didn't well, take me out of the immersion, I probably wouldn't have noticed it very and, much. And, and to be honest, for people that aren't insanely Star Wars obsessed as we are, mm-hmm. you may not have noticed that. Or it would have been even more jarring. Yeah. Right? Like you would have been mm-hmm. like, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah, just tell us that she knows it's Luke Skywalker. Reva knows it's Luke Skywalker. And that's why she's going after him to punish Anakin. Right? Yeah. But yeah. that's never explicitly stated. No, like, we have again, to assume we have to I assume just, that the writers are not wrong here, and that she found out this information off screen. But that's not smart. You can't writing. do that. Yeah, you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. That's lazy, right? It is lazy. Um, so yeah, so it was either lazy or it was poor writing, right? I guess it, no matter how you slice it, it's it's poor writing. I guess. Yep. Um, but is, yeah, everything else though, the dialogue was fantastic. Um, yeah, just the sequence of events that kind of like the domino falling sequence of events it just sometimes didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, love the show. Great Loved show. It. Great show. Make another can't figure, season. Yeah, I can't figure out if I want another season or not, though. I'm okay with another season. You just can't have Empire. You just can't. can't. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Like, lots yeah, of people, you, but lots of people might complain because I think you have to keep it on Tatooine. And I think people are burnt out. Yeah, yeah I don't think they could have another threaten, threatened Skywalker siblings. No, I don't think so either. I think the way and, that you do it, if you're going to tell a story on Tatooine with Obi-Wan, I guess you could have. You could have. Um, but then Luke, Luke starts to get suspicious, right? Little, yeah, I agree. Um, and, and on the same time too, like Obi-Wan can't really get involved with anything else because he's crazy old hermit on Tatooine. That's all he's supposed to be doing, right? He can't start building the rebellion with Ahsoka and Leia. Oh, you know? no, no, not he, at all. He can't no. be doing anything like that, fighting for the rebellion in any capacity, right? Because nobody, nobody knows about him. Yeah. Right. No, he, he I think to... if you're. I think if you're going to do a story, it's got to be, I know that in, I don't know if it's canon, but there is this Jedi that was a Tusken Raider Mm -hmm. and you could, you could go that route where he's, he's turned. And while we've been sympathetic to the Tuscans, thank you Mandalorian for doing that. I think you can also have them be very foreboding Mm -hmm. and Obi-Wan has to defend against said Tuscans that are being led by this rogue Jedi. I think that would be a good concept for a show, but I don't think it's a good concept for following up this show that we just watched. Yeah, okay. I agree. We had so many grand characters. Yep. 
Yes. We can't go to having a bunch of nobodies in season two and yeah, just Obi Wan. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like the fans would not be happy. They'd be like, where's Ahsoka? Where is this? Where is that? Where, you know what I mean? It's Which just Obi-Wan and Sand and Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. People are not going to respond well to it, even if it's an amazing show. Yeah. And right? that's, just, and I agree. And that's too bad because you could have a fantastic story yeah, on that. If, and if, if they had made this season after a season, like you just said, I think it would have, they both be smashing successes. Yeah. Uh, but because they led with this heavy Vader Obi Wan conflict, they they need a conflict that's on par or greater than for the next episode or the next season. And and honestly, but they really can't. They don't have because it. it'll break the lore or the canon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let us know what you think. You can uh, find us on Instagram at uh, Pod Racers um, and at DSO sixty seven, and of course, Matt, your uh, I think I think it's Kiho. Just at, Kiho. Yeah, at Kiho. K-E-Y-H-O-H. But uh, if you message me, I'll probably see it in, I don't know, half a six, year. Six year, years. That's <laughs> <laughs> I log in. I haven't logged in since it became X. I actually don't think I've even logged in since Elon Musk took it over. So that'll tell lot. you how long it'll take me to get back to you. Yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening and having some fun with us as we get into that Star Wars nerdery. But uh, we'll be back next time and talking Ahsoka, which I can't wait to get into. So, Matt, take us out. Uh, stay safe and watch Star Wars. Bye.